Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Is it possible Bill Belichick gets left in Germany if the Patriots lose this weekend? Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We've got a lot to get to today. It's Wednesday, which means great debate series continues. We've got college football playoff rankings to get to. But we start with this from the Boston Globe, which is this is like the Super Bowl, apparently, to the craft, <laughs> and, which is funny because they actually have won actual Super Bowls as owners of the Patriots, and that if Belichick loses Perloff, that he could be shown the door in the bye week. That is amazing to think. Arguably the greatest coach in NFL history is going to get fired after losing to the Colts in Germany. I, that is a scenario that I don't think 10 years ago we would have ever predicted. I See, I, I saw the report, and I said, no way they're going to do this. And I think there's a reason they won't do it, because Robert Kraft, the owner, is he's so worried about his legacy. He wants in the Hall of Fame so bad. Always thinks about that. Yep. This would be perceived as a joke if they did this. To fire the best coach ever, arguably, in the midseason? What, why? why? Why would you do this move? It makes no sense from a big-picture standpoint to put Gerard Mayo or some assistant up there for seven more games. What would you achieve? Like, What's the benefit to this? I don't understand what they'll get out of this. Okay, this, in fact, makes a lot of sense. And yes, would it be received badly or people would think it's tacky or it's an unbecoming of a coach of Belichick's stature. Well, what are the Patriots built on? They are built on a premise that you get rid of somebody a year too early rather than a year too late. And Belichick's been doing this for over 20 years. He's jettisoned players who were fan favorites. He's jettisoned players who were important to the organization. And he did it, and people understood, hey, Belichick must see something where this player's on the decline, and he's getting rid of them early before it's late. And how could he not think that someday it's going to come for him? He's made a... You know, created an empire out of this, the Patriot way, the fear, the paranoia, all the things that come along with the Patriots. This is in part because Belichick is perceived as this mastermind. And the fact is simple. He's lost the fastball. The roster stinks. The team's not good. And they are more likely careening towards the number one overall pick than they are any kind of playoff situation. And so why wouldn't he think that at some point it's going to come for him as he's done this to so many players in the past? Right, but that's his motto. It's not necessarily Robert Kraft's motto. Robert Kraft was not down with the way the Tom Brady situation was handled. So I don't think Robert Kraft's going to pull a Bill Belichick on Bill Belichick. Why? Just to prove a point? You think Kraft's that mad? I think Kraft, and rightfully so, will be perceived as... Oh, this could be seriously ages. I think it'll be perceived as 
he's lost his fastball if he fires in midseason. And also, where are they going if they fire him? What's well, the point here? Well, like, what are you getting out of this? So here's the point. At first, I think he might be shown as, wow, it's like this is someone who watched Bill Belichick and was permissive of Belichick doing this for all these years, right. including choosing Belichick over Brady in something that maybe they regret, but I don't know. And I think people would say, wow, like this was the Machiavellian part of this was not just Belichick. It's all the way to the top with Robert Kraft. And I think they would look at it as a proactive move. And one thing that I know is not very popular is interim head coaches, right? They rarely get the job. However, it's possible if, if it was anywhere, any franchise in the league that may have either A, decided who the successor was going to be like a year or a year and a half ago, I would think it's the Patriots. They're one of the most incestuous organizations in the entire NFL. So if you want to get a head start on Gerard Mayo or you want to get a head start on Bill O'Brien or whatever, someone who's already in the building, then you get a head start and they can sort of get acclimated in a year where there's no pressure. This team sucks. There's no pressure. And you can sort of, I want to say fly under the radar because you'd be replacing Belichick, but there's so much more, you know, there's there's games to be played. The, the world moves on and no one's expecting you to win. So you can just sort of ease the boat in the water, if you will. But has that ever happened, though? Not really. And the other thing is, how are you going to win some? You might get, you have one game that you could win here. You have the Giants after the bye. So much like the Raiders, the the owner could say, ooh, I'm going to get Gerard Mayo an easy <laughs> win here. Get an easy win here. But yeah. then it's probably, Tommy DeVito. it's probably 0-5 in their next five games. I, honestly, I don't even think Gerard Mayo, if he, Gerard Mayo turned down interviews this offseason yeah. because he wants a Patriots job. Why would you want this job next year, too? This is even going to be worse next year. Well, you I think might you have be about, looking at a top pick quarterback. Yeah, but you might be looking at five. Yeah, who's he going to throw to? You're looking at five years of badness here. I, I think this is a, is a franchise that's lost. So if you're lost, what's the point of making this gigantic statement of firing Bill Belichick and ruining the legacy of the entire thing? I, I think Kraft thinks like that, and I think he, even if he's tempted to do this, I think he's going to say, well, why am I going to do this and look like I have no control over this whole franchise and it's just careening out into nothing? And no. the Brady-Belichick years really didn't mean that much. No, no, no. Uh, that's huge leaps you're taking, first of all. I, I don't think that this looks like uh, it's careening and that you've you know lost the way. Watching this team be this bad yeah. looks like someone's asleep at the wheel. And oh, I, that's that's where I, I think this actually comes off as a proactive move. You're going to have shock waves. You're going to have, you know, people are going to be like, wow, I can't believe Belichick was fired in that way. But once you get past the shock value of it, which I think wears off pretty fast in our society, and especially sports, we move on to stories, you know, one after the next after the next, then you realize, hey, well, you know, this isn't really the excellence that we had expected from New England all these years. You know, and if Belichick... Right. If the roles were reversed, wouldn't Belichick have gotten rid of, say he was the general manager and not the coach and general manager? He, I don't think he would accept this kind of mediocrity. So why would he expect Robert Kraft to keep accepting it? Absolutely. And Belichick is clearly in huge trouble or gone in the offseason. Sure. I mean, we don't know. That's the offseason. This is be such a radical move. Belichick wanted to move on from Tom Brady. He didn't do it midseason. <laughs> well, they can't <laughs> trade Tom Brady at the trade deadline. They Why waited, not? They well, they could have. They well, traded Randy Moss. Yeah, that's true. They I mean, ge- but generally, though, all these guys, all the discontent Patriots, most of them just didn't get or their contract renewed. Ironically, Bill Belichick apparently got a contract extension this summer too. Yeah. So there's that that issue. I just think like th- to do it midseason is baffling to me. If he does do it, Tom Landry got kicked out famously by Jerry Jones at the end of the season. Even that is a radical move to fire Bill Belichick. But to do it midseason, that really says. It's like Josh McDaniels. We think you're doing an awful job, and we have to rip the Band-Aid now. 
I don't know why they would take such a radical step. Listen, it doesn't make any sense, big picture to me. Because a couple other things, why it would make sense. You get a little bit of a cover, the cover from the season. Like Josh McDaniels gets fired. It's a big story, but we have games to get to. You, the, the season goes on. The storylines go on. And in some ways, I think it gives you this weird sort of cover, not in Boston, but everywhere else. And then secondly, because Belichick is such a huge part of not just the coaching, he obviously the coach, but the front office, I think it's time if you're going to get him out of the building and you're going to get ready for the draft combine happens, what, two weeks after the Super Bowl? And then you're into draft season, and now you're potentially making a huge decision on who the next quarterback is going to be and getting that person some weapons and rebuilding this Patriots offense. You got to get that person in place. You've got to make sure that person has the respect of everyone in the building. You're This is a huge sea change moving on. You don't make those changes, and then all of a sudden, you know, in two weeks, you've got to be having your draft discussions. Like, who's going to be the general manager? Who's the person who's actually going to make personnel decisions? Get those people in the building now and get them comfortable in their positions now. Maybe not in the building, but get them comfortable in their positions so your draft can go as smoothly as possible. Well, but we already know they're going to bring in the same guys that are always there. I, it isn't the standard way to hire a guy the first week of January and let him do it then. I don't know that. Is there ever a GM who came in in November just so he'd get a jump on the draft? That doesn't make any sense. I think it does because, again, you it's not just you're moving on from a coach or a general manager. You're moving on from the coach and the general manager who's been doing it one way for over 20 years. I think 99% of the time they hire the GM in the offseason. Patriots are going to buck the entire system. Like, we got to get you in here in November so you can scout Michael Penix. That's ridiculous. First of all, <laughs> we know who they're hiring. I mean— I don't actually. Well, Nick he, Casario is yeah. in Houston, and they're actually winning games, so he might not be available. Okay, well, they're going to hire some Sue's Casario. Got the only, I mean, I they're going to hire somebody. They're not going to bring in somebody radically new. If they do, I, I actually would be impressed. But I think they're just going to keep it in the family. They'll uh, probably it'll be Mayo or Vrabel or Josh McDaniels will be the coach next year. By the would that be funny? Because we had a bet yesterday, oh, McDaniels would ever coach again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Robert Kraft is eighty-two years old. Does he get another Super Bowl? I think it's unlikely. I'm not sure what he does here. So I'm not sure what's the point of doing this deal. Listen, so you can bring in Gerard Mayo to coach the worst roster in the AFC for a couple weeks. And then next year, look at a team that's probably going to win five games. This is a tough spot. I, I like it as a move. I think it'd be inspired because, yes, get Gerard Mayo. If he, if he indeed he is the guy, get him in and low pressure, as low as it will ever be. Probably kill the Giants in their first game because anybody could beat Tommy DeVito. (laughs) It's tough for the Giants right now. And low pressure where you're not expected to do anything and you can get your feet wet. Listen, for as much as Gerard Mayo is, you know, was a great player and all that, he's still on the depth chart of the Patriots coaches. He's linebackers coach. Like, he's not even the defensive coordinator. So it's a big jump from going linebackers coach to head coach and taking over for Belichick. Like, get get comfortable on the headset. You know what I'm saying? Or you might... you might want somebody to take the bullets this year. You you don't want Gerard Mayo to lose out because you want that top draft pick. Yeah. So maybe you put in, I don't know, Stephen Belichick. <laughs> oh, find, put in Bill O'Brien as a head coach. <laughs> no, Belichick, kid, Bel- kid Belichick's out the door with big with Big Bill. It, even if I was going to fire Belichick, I'd put in Bill O'Brien. I don't want Gerard Mayo, who's the future coach, to lose seven games here. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't want him to win two or three games. <laughs> they, might be, they have the Giants and the Jets on their schedule, so that could be two wins that can knock them out of a quarterback which would be problematic. I, I just don't see this happening. I know Ben Volan's reporting is often very good. 
This seems like, yes, there's a chance they fire him. There's a chance anything could happen. It is such a radical move for Robert Kraft's legacy to fire Bill Belichick midseason. I have I cannot see one possible good reason to do Listen, it. The Belichick, Brady, Kraft, that stuff is all set in stone, guys. Like, it's set in stone. They're all going to walk into the Hall of Fame. Kraft will get there. He definitely will. I know he's 82. He'll get in. Belichick, of course, is going to get in. Brady, they would waive the rules right now. If they could put Brady in yeah. tomorrow, they would do it and not even have the five-year retirement window. These guys, nothing, like, we can talk about the end and, and the egos and all of that, but at the end of the day, they're going to be remembered as the dynasty of the 2000s. And firing Bill Belichick midseason or not, there's nothing they can do to change that. Bill, Bill Belichick's actually quite popular around the NFL. Why would Robert Kraft make a huge enemy out of Bill Belichick here? I, mean, I don't think he if, will. I think when the dust settles, ooh. everyone's going to remember the good old days. You I, know? I, I don't think Bill Belichick takes very kindly to getting fired in week 11. That's not, that's sort of things that happen to Bears coaches and, <laughs> and you know Arizona yeah. Cardinals Raiders, coaches. Yeah. I, I think that would cause a rift that is just completely unnecessary. There's no need. Just fire him at the end of the season. Nothing's happening here. Why Why tarnish everything you built together and it create this fraction? I don't think it will. Fraction? I think it will big time. I don't think Belichick comes back to New England if he gets fired midseason. I, and first of all, Bel- I'm thinking Belichick and the Jets. Yeah, Belichick he, has no he, problem. He will hold a grudge. He has no problem holding a grudge against a franchise. You're creating a grudge out of nowhere. Now, I'm not saying it definitely won't happen. Because yes, it does seem like Robert Kraft is furious at the way this is going. But it is a totally unnecessary move. Honestly, keep Belichick, lose out, and then move on and get this top quarterback. That's it. Isn't that a better plan, Maggie? What would you do if you were Robert Kraft? Can I just read this from the Ben Volan article? Because you say that I'm like, you know, you my nickname around here, Machiavellian Maggie. I'm always thinking there's an angle. My eyebrows always raised. I'm skeptical on everything and everybody. Here's a here is a line. The Patriots have morphed into a veritable Game of Thrones with several people battling for control of the organization and Belichick trying to hold on as long as he can. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that makes me have these sort of conspiracies and what's this all about and it's about ego and power and, you know, who's going to be left on the throne at the very end. And when it comes to the Patriots, the person who's left on the throne, whether we want to you know, care about it or not, is always going to be Kraft. And he That's would true. make this decision. Well, yeah, and his son is in the picture too yeah, right. as well. His son who's going to take I over. just Imagine taking over this team, and next year you have a rookie quarterback, and you don't even have Caleb Williams because they're not going to get him. Throwing to, let's look at their uh, old wide receiver depth chart <laughs> don't here. Don't do it. Devontae Parker, someone named Demario Douglas, Juju if he comes back who can't stay on the field, Hunter Henry. This is... This is a very, very thin offense. Their defense is still good. But Judon is the the MVP of that defense, and he got hurt this year. He's getting older. This is a, a dire situation. Right, which so is why not, they need to come, someone to come fix it because this is Belichick's dire situation. They he actually, created this. They need a GM to come fix it. They don't need this poor coach who takes over this, this job. Plus, the AFC is so stacked right now. If I'm Gerard Mayo, I don't know why you're turning down other interviews. Get the heck out of there. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, EJ, I think it's, you know, the question, would it be in bad taste, bad form, something like that? How about would it tarnish Robert Kraft's legacy if he fired Bill Belichick midseason? Or would it tarnish the Patriots? I don't know if people care about Kraft. He's the major player, but would it tarnish the Patriots? Yeah, or Kraft. We'll, We'll workshop this. 
It's what we call an on-air production meeting. Yeah, okay. love, love it. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We say good morning to the Weedos and the coffee drinkers in our veritable chats. That is youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Again, lot to do today. It is a great debate Wednesday. We'll get to that coming up. I feel like I say this every day. Another twist in the Michigan sign-stealing scheme. Uh, yeah. This one is stupider than the next. It is amazing how they keep evolving this story. A screenwriter would have no chance because you could, you could predict any of this craziness. <laughs> it's so, it's so, some of it is just so intensely stupid. We're delving into that territory. We'll get to the latest. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Okay, here are my two favorite things in college football, Maggie. Not not the big games, not the tailgate, not the atmosphere. I love awkwardness. Anytime the any playoff committee or anyone has to make an impossible decision and how they try to rationalize it after they walk out of the room with no rationale. I like that. And I also like when they completely expose their hypocrisy. So ah, okay. because it is a sport built on hypocrisy, the players don't get paid. It's been a hundred years of just lying yes so that's why this, this is Michigan, what you like about this i love i love okay. the awkwardness i love <laughs> okay. when the guy comes out and says well this is why we put the huge brand at number four and the lesser <laughs> brand at number five this michigan scandal has all that times a thousand there's nothing but awkwardness and weirdness and new details that you can't believe one after the next this is causing so such a headache for the big 10 such a headache for the ncaa Honestly, I don't even feel bad for Michigan. is probably enjoying it at this point because it's getting so crazy. How the NCAA and the Big Ten deal with this scandal, when you hear these things about Connor Stallions, the staffer who is stealing signs, they must be pulling their hair out right now trying to figure out all this. Like, what do you do? How do you handle this? Well, let's get to our amazing clue for the day. I got a one-track mind. I'm not going to be speculating. Can let others speculate that. It's time for Maze and Clue. This is where we try to keep track on all the latest twists and turns of the scandal. Yesterday, unbelievable. Yesterday, we found out that Connor Stallions, the man in the middle of this sign-stealing scandal, who had at one point deputized 65 other people to go and scout future Michigan opponents, which is quite a web. Turns out he is also a had a side business where he was repairing vacuum cleaners and he left all the the de- defunct ba- yeah. vacuum cleaners on his front porch that's a that- bad <laughs> that's a bad look the story said he had all these old vacuum cleaners Broken. on his front porch yeah i think it's important to note that he was actually fixing them for money <laughs> otherwise he looks like a crazy old guy yeah like a hoarder or something this yeah, wasn't yeah. just for decoration apparently he was fixing old vacuum cleaners and selling them online I, I think Whatever that's gets the day. I think that's admirable, and he's obviously very handy. Listen, small business owner. There's a reason he got in on this Michigan staff. <laughs> yeah, Resourceful man, <laughs> no doubt. Can fix a vacuum cleaner at Jim Harbaugh's house. Uh, so today we find out that he had opened Stallions. That is, had opened a limited liability company, an LLC, if you will, which you know is, creates different tax with a different tax implications for things you buy and for his small business. And they called the LLC uh, BC2. Yes, BC2 Housing LLC. He bought his house under this. Now, why we care or we are saying this at all is because BC2 stands for Blake Corum. 
the star running back from the University of Michigan, was apparently in some kind of business deal with Connor Stallion. So this guy is not some anonymous, low-level staffer. He is in a limited liability company with Blake Corum, and Corum said he had never heard of this before. This is the first time he had heard of any kind of business dealing. And then EJ showed us an Instagram post where Blake Corum is posing in front of this ridiculous-looking sports car and says, I need to get an LLC, hashtag BC2. Now, Machiavelli in mind here. Maybe Stallion saw the post and opened up an LLC with that name without Corum knowing about it? I don't know, but this is so silly and crazy. Let me ask you a question. This, of all the things he did, this one, this has nothing to do with the actual case, though. No, this is just weird. Yeah. Uh, this is just, I, I, to me, the more interesting thing is the vacuum cleaners. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is this guy, I think all this helps Jim Harbaugh in a sense. The vacuum cleaners, the LLC, he sounds like a, a kind of a psycho. So maybe <laughs> Jim Harbaugh did not know about this, and this guy was really rogue. Because if he could go rogue on this LLC, can he go rogue on sign stealing? Well, in theory, yes, but how, like, Jim Harbaugh had no idea the guy's flying around the country, buying tickets, you know, coming up with these signs, standing five feet away from him on the sideline. He had no clue when Harbaugh's, in theory, benefiting all right. from all the advanced scouting that this dude was doing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't pass the smell test. No, no, you're right. And we both know Harbaugh had to know about yeah. this. But that being said, I don't, I'm not sure Harbaugh knew the extent. Maybe he didn't know the 65. He's definitely going to have some sort of legal case saying, prove it, prove that I knew about this. And it's kind of hard to prove. I don't think they have evidence right now to yeah. like a documented evidence, it, smoking gun, if you will, that puts Jim Harbaugh knowing that Connor Stallions was crisscrossing the country. Right. Don't you need an email? So my question is, if they don't have that smoking gun, can they suspend Jim Harbaugh for the rest of the season right now? Don't they need to do a bigger long-term investigation instead of a short-term, hey, we all know this is happening, but that might not be enough to actually execute the punishment? Well, I think you have coaches who have faced really big penalties and implications even when there wasn't a smoking gun. You know, like but I think in of, season? Maybe not in season, but I do think of like Rick Pitino, for example. You know, he claims up and down. He had no idea that there may have been, you know, sex workers, strippers coming into the dorms, blah, 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 guys getting paid. Nobody believed that Rick Pitino didn't know about that. So he does get a penalty and punished, even though there was no smoking gun that was connecting him to any of that scandal. This is all about sportsmanship now. Yeah. Now that's where it's gone to with the Big Ten as a sportsmanship clause and whether the Big Ten commissioner can act unilaterally and just suspend right. him for a couple games because he was breaking the rules. So here's my problem with that whole sportsmanship thing. Yeah. Uh, there was some some people in the media and other people who said that Michigan should be kicked out of the Final Four, maybe kicked out of the Big Ten title game. I wonder if other schools are doing this. I mean, you're telling me that no other schools send advanced scouts physically to other. Auburn and Alabama are two hours away. You're saying no Alabama staffer has ever gone to an Auburn game? Okay. That's unthinkable to me. So if you were going to really come down on them, then you had to make sure all the other Big Ten teams are within the same realm of sportsmanship, that no one else is breaking this rule. Oh, so that's for another day. Why I is that for another So why is today to fire Jim Harbaugh, to suspend Jim Harbaugh, how could it be for another day? Because right now, they're the ones who are getting caught. If it comes to light, that other teams were doing it, then you deal with those other teams. You have to do it almost one thing at a time. It can't be whataboutism, which is, well, he was doing it, yeah. we think, 
and we don't know yet, but we think that maybe Illinois was doing it too, so yeah. therefore we can't punish Jim Harbaugh. The NCAA has never worked like that. Ever. But the fact that Ohio State had the signs for the 2022 game, that's a problem for, for the league. So whether they were obtained legally or illegally, it doesn't feel quite sportsmanship-like to share signs of the opposing team within the Big Ten. Right, so we got to back that up. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, I, somebody who works at a Big Ten school showed Michigan that other schools had their signs. Right. There was a sheet out, and you actually could see a picture of the sheet with all the hand signs and the plays. Yep. So they had been scouting the Michigan. Yep. Yeah, they had been hand, they'd been scouting Michigan's sign, and they gave it to Ohio State, Purdue, and Rutgers. Most of it, forget Purdue and Rutgers. They're not part of this. Ohio State had Michigan's defensive and offensive calls. Now, the reporting is that it was done legally on video. Steal it, basically, um, looking at tape, uh, the, the yeah. TV broadcast and obtaining the signs by simply putting 10 to 12 hours of work in, scouring the TV broadcast to try to steal their signs. Right, That's which, not illegal. Which also, Michigan, I'm sure they Does did that, that too. too. Yeah. So, but is it sportsmanship-like to have a, another Big Ten team give you Michigan signs? I feel like people are mad at Michigan and saying, oh, you're a fake team. You never would have won these games without these signs. That's the bottom that's the most core that, issue. I don't know if it's that you never would have won. I think it's that you definitely had an advantage that other teams did and that you but, went you went above and beyond and broke the rules. But obviously now you the other teams have that advantage too because you saw all the sides. So there's a, I think it, it helps Michigan because it waters down this idea that they were only winning because of the signs. See, I, I think this only muddies the waters just a little bit but is not enough to spare Michigan some penalties. And I think that... When I say spare Michigan, I mean Jim Harbaugh. I don't think they're actually going to do anything to the team. I don't think they're going to take them out of the Big Ten title game. I don't think they're going to keep them out of the college football playoff. It's just going to be about Harbaugh. I think the buck stops with him. And if he, even if he didn't know, he should have known. And um, he's going to get suspended. Well, I think if they do suspend him for Penn State and Ohio State and whatever's after that in the playoffs, if they make the... I think Michigan will, will say, we're going to burn it all down. And I think the Big Ten is aware of that, and I think they're going to be cautious for this very reason. You know, this is a big deal to suspend the coach of the number one, number what are they, sorry, number three, three team in yeah. the country, according to CFB, but number two in the AP. I, I think they got to be careful. they got to think of the repercussions. If you're the Big Ten commissioner, do you really want to bring this on, all this trouble? Suspending Jim Harbaugh is going to cause a lot of problems okay. moving forward. But here's the thing. It does it cause more problems with the rest of your constituency to put your head in the sand and do nothing because you clearly behind the scenes, there are teams who don't care if you go rooting around in their garbage because they're begging the commissioner no. to suspend Harbaugh. No, 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 no. There's, so. there's not a college football program in the nation that, doesn't have something rooting. If you root around in anybody's garbage, you're going to find something. And I guarantee if you root around in Ohio State's garbage, you're going to find millions of things. Okay, but if I don't know if Ohio State is one who's calling for Harbaugh to be suspended, but the other Big Ten athletic directors and coaches want a pound of flesh here. Do you think they would do that knowing that their program is dirty? No. Uh, you, so if you're the Big Ten commissioner and the Rutgers AD comes up to you and says, I want you to suspend Michigan, do you care? It, this is about Ohio State and Michigan. There's Everybody else is irrelevant in the story. Ohio State better have their ducks in a row if Jim Harbaugh gets suspended because Jim Harbaugh, the dude will hire Marine to go out and scout teams. <laughs> you don't think he's going to well, come after that program with all he has? Maybe that pipeline should probably. Now, I'm not saying that he should never hire a former Marine. I love working with people who served in the military. It's great because... Uh, you know, great work ethic, organized, all the amazing qualities, but the problem solver. But uh, 
yeah, for now, maybe I have to chill. I mean, Ohio did Ohio State is this confirmed that they they hired an investigative firm to start this? That whole is thing? not confirmed. That's, that's not, confirmed. not confirmed. But regardless, Michigan just hired detectives and say, you know what? If Ohio State's going to come after us, we're going to get you with all we have. I think this is that's what's so great about this. This is just the beginning of this scandal in so many ways, Maggie. Man, the private eye community is about to get a big boost. This is like the lawyers who get a big bump whenever there's a scandal. I imagine the private investigator, you know, profession. Well, that's why the Big Ten and the NCAA don't want to do anything. They wanted to go away. They want to put their head in the sands because you don't want an angry Michigan. I don't, at least. If I'm them, I would say, all right, we're going to look at it in the offseason and then give them five games against Troy State next year and all that. (laughs) You know, private investigator, I think, is one of those professions that sounds really cool. You know, sounds awesome. But then when you really get down to it, it's probably got to be kind of boring, right? I would never want to be a private investigator ever. That feels like the worst job to me. It's just you're basically probably staking out a lot of cheating husbands, right? right? Yeah. And I don't I don't want to deal with that. You know, know, (laughs) if you're getting paid crimes of passions of love (laughs) that you may be getting involved in the crossfire of that. No, no, thanks. This is my problem. If I was a private investigator, I'd be terrible at it. And here's why I can't do like a stakeout. Because I drink a large coffee, and then I have to go to the potty, and then I'd probably miss the person walking out with the lipstick on the collar, and I would I'd fail at this. Look, I I watched Jessica Jones on Netflix, and I saw how her life fell apart. I, I think that that was all I needed to see about the life of a private investigator. It is not fun. You know, I wonder if the whole job has changed because do you really need to stake out anymore when you have... The internet? You have the internet. Like a ring camera? Yeah, <laughs> I would assume most private investigations have gone online and you can basically go into somebody's Instagram mentions yeah. and find out. So I wonder if the stakeout still exists like it used to. Mm. I'd love to dive into that. Andrew Bogus is here with some headlines. Good morning. Uh, good morning, everybody. Those headlines sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. I'll discuss the actual Michigan football team. It remains third in the CFP rankings behind Ohio State and Georgia, ahead of FSU. The top eight unchanged this week. CFP chairperson Boo Corrigan said last night, any potential punishment of the Wolverines is not the committee's concern. They simply judge those who are eligible to play. Rick Pitino debuted as St. John's head coach last night. It went fairly well, not surprisingly, against Stony Brook. Dingle for three on the right. No good off back iron. Rebound comes to Ledland. Feeds to that. Here's a three-point by Soriano. Joel Soriano with his first career three. And St. John's goes up by 20. Timeouts. Cody Brock. Shout out John Minko. Yes. I love it. Our good friends, John Minko, Brandon Tierney on Learfield. Joel Soriano, 22 points, 11 boards, and a 90-74 win for Patino at Carnesecca Arena. I coached against Louie, which means Louie's a little... Bit older than me, a little bit, and we're both old, <laughs> so it's wonderful. That's Patino post game on FS. He's still alive, right? Yeah. Luke Karnaseka, how old is he? He might be ninety-eight. Is he I don't, I don't know that he got to a hundred yet, but he's close enough. Luke Karnaseka is ninety-eight. He's ninety-eight. Amazing. Good for him. In top 25 action last night, number eight, Creighton drilled 18 threes to drill Florida A&M, 105-54. And number 20, Baylor fought off Auburn, 88-82, in a game played in Sioux Falls. And Bill Self has a new five-year agreement at Kansas. 
It reportedly makes him the highest paid coach in the men's game scheduled to make $53 million over these five seasons, including 13 mil for this campaign alone. Get out your oversized framed SI covers. Carson Wentz is back in the NFL. <laughs> we, we have the shards of it back in our office. Yeah. Should we bring it out today? The shards of Carson Wentz signed <laughs> with the Rams yesterday. He'll back up Matthew Stafford, whom L.A. hopes is back from that thumb injury after this week's bye. Brett Rippon was waived yesterday. Wentz has been home since the Commanders released him back in February. The Titans say Will Levis is their starting QB for the rest of the season. A busy night on ice. The Sharks beat the Flyers 2-1, avoiding the worst start in NHL history. San Jose lost its first 11 games. The Penguins blanked the Ducks to zip to snap Anaheim's six-game win streak. The Wild, a 4-2 win at the Islanders. And the Coyotes left standing after a shootout with the Kraken 4-3, so no funnel cakes in Seattle last night. And the MLS playoffs chug along. Orlando City got a two-game sweep of Nashville SC 1-0. But Columbus fell at Atlanta United 4-2, so they'll play a decisive third game in Ohio on Sunday. Okay. Guys, back to you. Yep. So what has to happen here with Carson Wentz for me to bring back Carson's Corner, which was an idea we had to do a corner of the studio with all things Carson. Wait, Carson what do you Daly. mean we? Mm. Hey, that was, this was a you initiative. <laughs> I, it caught yes. some fire because it's a good alliteration, Carson's Corner, and different Carsons, Johnny Carson, Carson Daly, uh, Carson Wentz, if he throws three touchdowns in a game, Carson's corner is on. Listen, you do what you want with your corner, but I'm a staunch no on the Carson's corner. Here's- you do what you want. You actually took a hammer to my Carson Wentz poster. <laughs> and a baseball bat. Uh, well, that was ended up being for charity. Okay. After the fact. <laughs> um, but for new widows and coffee drinkers, this was an initiative where Perloff had this massive blown-up SI cover of Carson Wentz in an Eagles jersey, and we thought it's bringing bad mojo to the studio. DA didn't like it. You guys hated it. Nobody more, liked it. Zach Gelb didn't like it. People who we share the studio with didn't like it. So we said, well, if we you know get a certain number of YouTube subscribers, we'll destroy the Carson Wentz poster on the air. And yeah. we did, and we did, and we did. Well, I think you're going to have to... Fire up the old YouTube machine again because I'm bringing some Carson stuff back if Carson Wentz does well. And ironically, I'm not a huge Carson Wentz fan by any means, but I do like annoying Maggie with stuff around the studio. <laughs> it's so, funny. I had no I re- thoughts on Carson Wentz until it became like a you know calling card of the show, and then we had to destroy him. I mean, Sean McVay basically got Baker Mayfield a starting job this year. Carson Wentz could be back in this very same scenario where, I mean, Sean McVay is the ultimate quarterback coach. Carson Wentz has talent. I am... I'm worried for you guys that Carson Wentz might have a second life and is actually now his fourth yeah, life fourth in his NFL life, career. Life. Carson Wentz is coming back, and I think we need to decorate the studio. I I said anyone, Johnny Carson, Carson Wentz, Carson Presley, all those people. Harry Carson. Harry Carson. Carson sure. Palmer. Carson Palmer is fine. was in the studio. We had Carson Palmer in the studio. Nobody was excited for Car- the actual Carson mm. Palmer as to destroy the Carson Wentz fo- poster. No more Wentz. That's uh, my foot down. First of all, the only reason I had that poster here was originally I, I had it in my apartment, and I got rid of it because Carson Wentz fell apart his career. Then I gave it to my parents in Philadelphia, and they're like, we can't have this either. <laughs> so I'm like, where can I see. pawn off this Carson Wentz poster? No one's going to notice if it's in the studio, but people notice. <laughs> because every it was time the biggest was, thing in here. Yeah, I know. Every time it, it took over other people's shows, that's when we really got in trouble. That's why, Maggie, you should get on board. We should make the Maggie and Perloff imprint on no. this entire building. We should put Carson Wentz stuff everywhere. Just because it gets a, you know, people are like, why is that? 
uh, bobblehead of Carson Wentz sitting on my desk. No, I don't want to be everywhere. associated with a loser. That's why. Carson Wentz isn't a loser. I mean, mm. he's... How many? Yeah. He's lost a lot of games and he's lost <laughs> right. a few locker rooms. When Jim Irsay is shipping your ass out of town, you know you've got some issues. Right. I, I just, I can't get behind Wentz, but just as an update, I still am getting not only handwritten notes, but emails, thank you emails from the North Dakota Boys and Girls <laughs> Club who we donated to all the boys and girls clubs in different cities where Carson Wentz had played just to kind of balance the <laughs> karma of destroying the poster. <laughs> I'm By like I'm basically on the board of the Indianapolis Boys and Girls Club at this point. <laughs> uh, I think it's funny. Uh, Carson Wentz, not a loser in his career. He's 46, 46, and one. <laughs> and that's perfect. He's, he's perfectly mediocre. He's perfectly mediocre. That's so awesome. his next game, if he gets a start this year, then it's his whole legacy hangs in the balance. He could go to 47, 46, and one. Then he's back. No, he should not want to start because you don't want to fall under 500. <laughs> if he wins a game, Carson's corner is fully on. And I'm telling you, Sean McVay is going to fix this guy. I like... I don't understand why it's week nine before you guys. There's some Jets fans here. Was Carson Wentz really worse than what you have right now? Is he that bad of a quarterback? Nothing's I mean, worse than what the Jets. Have. I would. I would have taken Carson Wentz. Yeah, I, I, I would have taken him. EJ, you take Manny to start. That's I mean, true. Right. Exactly. It doesn't say much about Carson Wentz. It says a lot more about Zach Wilson. Yeah. I know people have character questions about Carson Wentz, and I don't think we all know the whole story. But I don't care how bad his character is if he's not out there. Fixing vacuums and they, I don't know. I'm not sure what bad character is. Carson Wentz can't be that bad in the locker room. No, you guys with actual like rap sheets. Yeah. Are welcome back with open arms. Carson Wentz, like, nah, you put on different music in the locker room. You gotta get the hell out of the weight room. It's yeah, the way, yeah. You put on country music in the weight room. <laughs> Honestly, I think this is gonna be a bizarre career redemption here. I'm gonna laugh so hard at this. If he's good, oh, that's gonna be wonderful. Okay. There's no chance he's going to be good, by the way. It's the Rams. <laughs> there's no, there's he's no got chance. Cooper. If if he gets on the field with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup and Sean McVay, he's got a chance, EJ. They just lost by two scores <laughs> to crappy Green Bay. Because of Brett Rippon, who they got rid of, yeah. and in comes Carson. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, Jets have a, lived the life a of real, Zach Wilson. A real who's who. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. You have to admit, it does make you think twice. This is the one situation that actually could work for Carson Wentz. No, it won't. Why didn't the Colts work? Why didn't he the did, Commanders work? 27 touchdowns and seven picks. I'll and tell you why the Colts. They hated him. They hated him. Yeah, they, I know, but look at the Colts. And then the Commanders. <laughs> look at the Commanders. Yeah, Commanders, I mean, nobody ends there. Like Nobody yeah. ends, you know, better. <laughs> nobody comes out of the Commanders better than when they came in. You don't go to take sense? over the Commanders job because things are going well in yeah. your quarterback <laughs> life. That is a last-ditch effort. Uh, okay, thank you, Andrew Bogish. Awesome. Coming up, Jerry Jones talking about Dak Prescott. We have it for you. Don't move. It's Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. Baggy and Perloff. It is Wednesday. We'll do our great debate series a little bit later on in the show, inspired by... The news of the week. Let's get to our cowboy quickie, shall we? Another day, another time when Jerry Jones is speaking into a microphone. This time, 105.3 The Fan, his weekly appearance. Jerry said if... Dak continues to play like he did against Philadelphia. The Cowboys are going straight to the Super Bowl. It was outstanding, the game that he played. Uh, we should be able to get there if Dak will play games like that. Now, I know that's a, maybe a little uh, different thing to hear from me. But if Dak can have those kinds of games, we I think get where we want to be this year. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. That kind of game came down to what? Two plays, basically. Yep. A couple plays here and there, which is what these playoff games generally come down to. And right now, so far, in a tight game in the playoffs, we have not been able to see Dak Prescott win one of those big games. So I don't believe Jerry here. Wow. If you get that kind of game against that kind of pressure from Dak Prescott, you are going to win a lot of football games. That, he was unbelievable. Getting to the Sunday. Super Bowl? Yeah, if you got that game from Dak Prescott on the neutral field, yeah, you're gonna you could easily get the Super Bowl. But you're, first of all, you're not. That game, he was on a heater he was on very Sunday, good. and he seems to play really well against the Eagles. Yeah, if you got that game against the Niners, that kind of production, Cowboys are gonna beat them by two touchdowns because the Cowboys are built to win with defense. So they, they, no one thought Dak Prescott's gonna have to throw for 350 yards and be perfect with three touchdowns and no picks. You get that from Dak Prescott. Then Micah Parsons starts going downhill, and you win that game. The problem with the Cowboys was defense on Sunday, not offense. Their okay. offense was great. But if you're a team that's built to win with defense, then you're not a team that's paying your quarterback $45 million. Like, that's the thing. You are expecting Dak to make the good plays. And he, and he you did. Had, he made a million good plays. And you had first and goal at the six and couldn't punch it in. And that is when, that's what these things come down to. It's It's like... Of course, Dak played excellent in that game. He kept them in the game in a lot of ways. But in the moment when they needed him, wasn't there. And all of a sudden, you're getting backed up because of penalties and some other things. Delay a game, uh, taking a bad sack. 
all the a million ways yeah. that the Cowboys have lost games like this, they lost another one. Well, I mean, Dak, I, I keep saying, 21 seconds left, no timeouts. Your playbook's very limited because you can't get tackled in the field. So it was a tough spot for the Cowboys. They got they got from the 14-yard line in 45 seconds in no time whatsoever. Dak gets some credit for that. I know his penalties, but that he also was, made a sick throw to help he them. did make a sick throw, but that was Eagles imploding before our very eyes. They get flagged for three penalties. The real problem with Dak on, on Sunday. Drive, yeah. The real problem was not his quality of play. He took massive, massive hits. It's always been the problem with Dak. When Dak moves his legs, the Cowboys are incredibly effective. But he's an injury risk. We've seen it year after year. He he got flipped on his head like John Elway in the Super Bowl, landed on his head, and then there was another sack where he probably had a concussion. He can't take that kind of punishment. But if you get 350 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, with that defense, you don't think that's a Super Bowl team? And you picked them to go to the Super Bowl. That's your cowboy quickie. Yeah. <laughs> you you wouldn't take that Dak Prescott game in the playoffs? Well, the reason why I took the I picked the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl is because I thought they were gonna run the ball more. <laughs> and that was I know what I'm getting with Prescott. And yeah, he can put up these really gaudy numbers. Yeah. And to his credit, not turning the ball over, right? This is something yeah. they made a, con- a conscious effort. They wanted to limit the turnovers, and he's done a fine job of that. But ask me if I feel confident if the Cowboys down by five that they need a score on the road in the playoffs or at home for that matter, that they need a score when things aren't perfect because you know Mike McCarthy is going to blow your timeouts. So you know you're not going to be working with that because this is this is the Mike McCarthy way. You know? he didn't, he, that wasn't him. This wasn't him. But, yeah, yeah, he kind of had to limit the Eagles chewing at the clock. But right. Yes, but he's like not going to – you're not going to get your super advantage here with McCarthy. So at some point it's going to be imperfect – where you're probably going to have a minute or less, you're going to have no timeouts or something of that, and you're of that nature, and you're going to have to try to win the game. And Dak doesn't has not been able to do that so. Far. Why can't you be leading this game because your defense shows up and stops the other quarterback from doing whatever he wants for most of the game? The only reason the Eagles didn't score more points is because at the end they were just trying to hold on to their lead. The defense was shockingly ineffective. Was Micah Parsons even on the field? I He had one tackle for loss. Okay, but here's the thing. You say shockingly ineffective. The last three drives for the Eagles yeah. were three, three and outs. Right, because they were just trying to kill the clock. They couldn't open up their offense. They couldn't pass the ball. They weren't going to... They did pass the ball. They got killed on third and three. But generally, I think that they wanted to play very conservative. When it mattered, Jalen Hurts, even on one leg, came out there and did whatever he wanted. Yeah, but it was a one-score game. Like, you can't say you're trying to salt the game away when it's a one-score game against a very good team. Like, I think that was je- that was the Cowboys' defense that forced the three and outs. Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Eagles had to run a lot of. They were running the clock out. I think they thought, oh, we got the Cowboys with 40 seconds left and no timeouts. We won this game. That's what I thought. That's why I left early. Oops. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. Coming up, the biggest question coming out of last night's college football playoff rankings. We're going to answer it next. Don't move. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.